Hello, I'm Eagle, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens 1 on Instagram, and this is Fucking Talking Shit with Eagle, episode 356 with uh, Mendo Dope. Mendo Dope! I can't believe I was lucky enough to get these guys for the first episode of the second year. What an honor. How you guys doing tonight? And of course, tell everybody where they can find you guys, because, well, if they haven't, they're just fucking living under a rock, but... Just in case they're living on a rock, tell them where we can find you guys. Well, if you've been super far underground, 420 feet below, uh, we'll let you know where to go. This is a MendoDopeMusic.com, uh, MendoDope on Facebook, MendoDope Boys on Instagram, and of course our YouTube channel, MendoDope, all the way. Google. <laughs> We lost you. Can't hear yeah, you. That, yeah, that that's the way to start out the second season with a with a <laughs> keep talking. You're on mute. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, gotta love it. Yep. So, uh, man, it's springtime. Mendo dope style. What? How you guys doing? Are you guys getting ready for that outdoor? We are officially getting ready now. Definitely time. Everything is, all the cover crop is exploding right now. A lot of fresh new growth. <laughs> we are getting ready to do some more amending and we got some different seeds going. A lot of clones getting grown this year. Yeah, probably for us, the least amount of seeds that we've ever started because we're real focused, finally. <laughs> we can't not do all these strains we found now. We have so many good ones. We've been pheno hunting for so long. Now we got quite a bit of good flavor. So we want to make sure we run these certain ones and then we'll have some more time to do another savage pheno hunt. Man, I'd just like to take the time to give you guys a huge congratulations on Weed Nerd Nation 2, man. Uh, I fucking dig that elbow, man. It is quickly becoming one of my favorites. So, you know, congrats on that, guys. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Yeah, we're super excited about the new album. Like, it's so badass. We put a lot of a lot of heart into it, a lot of thought into it. Blizzy was working on the production for this album for a long a few months. Yeah, yeah, a long time before, like premeditating on ideas and, and concepts and styles for these beats, you know, because we really wanted to touch on some stuff like that Subcool liked a lot, you know, some of the rock and roll style vibes. There's a few songs on this album that have that hardcore like guitar and stuff on it. And then of course, you know, the, the, that nice deep cannabis culture, super chill vibe with like the all from a seed song and like the legends track, just those cool vibes that we can all groove to. Mm-hmm. Weed nerd nation. You know, and I got to give you guys a shout out too, man. Uh, the legends, I, I dig the part. Uh, you guys uh, went back and put some uh, cuts with Subcool in there. You know, yeah. the cuts back. And uh, I've seen that because I actually had the other video, the original release, 
in my favorites already. And then I seen that when I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta switch things up a little bit. I like yeah. this one a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> so cool, man. Uh, that's pretty. We always end up like. Sorry, guys. Our new, we're talking about new favorite songs are always the newest ones we make. Like it's so hard to say like songs from another CD are still our favorite. Every time we make a new album, they're full of our favorite new ones again. I feel like this CD's got a lot of a lot of favorites on it now. There's some good songs on this. I'm so stoked on it. Mm -hmm. Right on, right on. What are you guys smoking on over there? Right now, I actually rolled up. This is something that we found last year uh, that we're calling 8K. It is a, uh, we believe that it was a volunteer seed that came up out in the, on the Green Dope project. Yeah, it came up out <laughs> every, uh, every year. The way that Mark likes to do his germination is he, uh, he'll pollinate branches, uh, bottom branches on the outdoor plants, very delicately too. It's, there's no real spread or anything. The branches he puts pollen on are the only ones, even right next to it will be a clean branch. But when we're going through and seeing how mature the seeds are, He'll always take a couple out and look at them and then put them right in the ground and just hope that they start again. He tries to have as much natural volunteer start as he can. And then this one was one of the really good volunteers. A whole year we were watching it and it was from where the four kings from exotic genetic, uh, one of those plants were the year before. So we believe it's four kings crossed the Long Valley Royal Kush, almost positive. And it is something real thick and special, crazy vigorous plant. Super crystally, super fat buds, nice gas, fine salt kind of thing. Yeah, it's so bright, such a bright flower, just fully covered in resin. It was like, it was one of the ones on the farm that was like noticeable, like, God damn, this thing is like glistening crazily in the sunlight. This is an it or is it? That's it right there, yeah. I don't know if the light's good enough, but. Probably not good enough to really. Pretty, yeah, yeah that's a nice fat nug right there. Oh, no, yeah. it's, it's a nice lime green, it looks like, from here. Yeah, start on the lighting, but it is. It's still still got its color real nice. We just took it out of its little uh, curing zone. And, uh, yeah, it's full of chunky buds. Ooh. You know, the best thing I like about that sample right there is it was a beautiful sample to begin with. Still a fat bud, but with you can tell... With the extra stem there, that it's still a carcass of what it used to be. <laughs> so I'd like you to give you know, another shout out to you guys, man. I, I'm I'm super stoked that there's some outdoor breeding being done. To be honest with you, to be yeah. super super honest with you, because man. I, you know, as much as I do appreciate a lot of these strains and breeders that are putting in the work and the proper work, you know what I mean? Taking it generations and getting out, you know, some proper uh, great strains that are, you know, just exactly what they should be. But I think we're, we're raising, we're breeding weaker strains, to be honest with you. All this indoor work, indoor work, indoor work. We're, we're, I believe we're kind of almost gimping her along for indoor conditions, which in my opinion is kind of limited, you know, some of the things that are being put forward in the pheno selections. 
So I think, you know, outdoor breeding is really key to keep this, you know, strain strong and, you know, a full, full potential in pheno hunts. You know what I mean? The wide variety versus what's just the indoor conditions are going to put forth in breeding. Yeah. And it's awesome to hear that it's being done still. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a nice amount of like a good handful of people out here in the Emerald Triangle that make them outside. And like you're saying, a lot of breeders overall in the scheme of things, it's very rare that there's like real outdoor, real pollination too, not even like like outdoor depth style, you know, with small plants, but these are like real plants that are real healthy, really strong, picked healthy, like very, uh, they're the only ones that get pollinated that are outside are only the best of the best, you know, they're strong, healthy plants. And to have that and then be able to see green, uh, green shock strains through the years, they're way more vigorous, way more chunky than the average strain that you'll start. It's a very noticeable difference. I mean, even for the guys that are like gonna breed indoor and pop in some seeds, you would think that it would be like some of the stock they would want to start with just for that variety that the outdoor, you know, breeding project would offer. Yeah. You know, just in my opinion. A smart opinion. Yeah, that's why it's a good point. You're on it. <laughs> so uh so you guys are uh the new cd the outdoor cd is out how to grow with mendo dope right it is out and even just today oh we finally got the hard copies in today they came in the mail man we have been waiting so patiently i know everyone out there has been waiting they finally came though we're so stoked it took a bit because, you know, we, we had to make sure that these were clean. So they had they got printed up as Blu-ray disc instead of a standard disc edition. How thin they are. They're so light compared to our other one, which other one was a triple disc. But, you know, how Blu-rays are. They're real thin. It's got the stamp on it. What? The first ever Blu-ray we've ever imagined. It's so cool. Yep, so we are getting ready to start the first uh, shipping out. All the ones that got pre-ordered, everything that's been getting ordered, those are going to be going out first thing on. We're trying to get a nice majority out on Monday. It's going to be a lots of package, that's for sure. You guys went crazy, so we're excited to get everyone this. Yeah. So nice to finally hold it, I'll tell you what. Man, we spent a lot of time last year, you know, focus, <laughs> focusing on, like, making sure this was filmed really professionally and, like, broken down where it had a lot of information, but it was still in a, a simple form for people to understand it easy and, and like a nice introduction into getting into no-till growing and living soil style. Like we got to give a, a big shout out to our homie, of course, Minnesota nice who got us really the ball rolling for us. And so now we're just kind of passing along that knowledge that we learned from him, other stuff that we've soaked up over the time from numerous people out there online doing it. And uh, it's just, I think this will make it easy for people who've been thinking about wanting to transition into growing the no-till style and living soil with the worms and cover crops. This just breaks it down for you to make, to really show you how to, how to do it step-by-step. Step. Of course, it's just a full season from germinating the seeds all the way till harvest. And it was a crazy year to put this DVD together with the, all the, you know, everything that was happening, especially the fires. Just, uh, it's amazing how good the plants and the flowers ended up coming out through that whole season of, you know, months of smoke. It just goes to show you that like really healthy, happy, good soil 
and your roots, your whole, that foundation of your plant is such an important role in keeping your plant happy and healthy. So it was really cool that we pulled through it nice. And now it's finally here. The no-till revolution, how to grow <laughs> Mendo Dope volume two. The second edition. And you can, you can find this on our website on mendodopemusic.com and also on mendodopefarms.com. We have some other information out there about uh, like flowers, like store locators, you know, merchandise and things and steadily getting more things added to it. But that's where you can find the hard copies right now. Just in time, just in time. I'm slow on that unmute button tonight. Uh, just in time, man. It's, you know, everybody, including myself included, would love to grow outdoors. And more and more people are wanting to. So, and even more so, organics and living oil is, you know, more and more present in the growing state of mind. It's even over here. Last time I talked to you guys, uh, I had the organics, the earth boxes versus the cocoa, if you remember. And, uh, well, fucking, and to be honest with you, the earth boxes in, in the, uh, in the coots mix, the, you know, the soil, yeah, three yeah. to one to cocoa, three to one. Damn, damn dude. What? <laughs> That's what's up. It's impressive what the, it's so important. That soil is <laughs> so cool to see. Like when you go backwards, like everything that's been happening for since we were kind of started into weed, almost born, you know, for maybe like 20 years or longer, things have been kind of pushed towards money moves and liquid nutrients and chemical fertilizers and chemical sprays. When really back in the day in like the 60s and before were like probably exactly what we should be doing right now, like back to the basics. And then with the strains that we have and a little bit of, of the little tricks and with curing them the way they're supposed to be cured because people didn't know nothing about, they probably all dried outside most of the time back in the day. They probably had some really good herb that just got messed up on the drying process. Um, so man, it's so cool to just say like, see it work when you go back in time and grow like more old school organic with nature. I would put what the everything I heard about organics and kind of thought of prior to this, to be honest with you, right along with the shit that you hear about marijuana in general, as far as truth goes. It's bad for you. This, that, the other thing. The organics was the yields aren't going to be as much. It grows slower. You know what I mean? And in both fucking cases, neither felt neither were true. Neither were true in this case. They, the organics kept up in you know plant size and even went bigger than the cocoa girls did, and you know, it was just yeah, grew faster, bigger yield. Everything that everybody said wouldn't happen. <laughs> happen so that's really cool. Yep, or, organics like good, happy organic style growing. Like you can you can achieve the best results with your plants. It's all about like those genetics. Like feel like the is cleaner that you grow your style. Like you can bring that plant to its full potential. And like on this DVD right here, some of the plants on here got, you know, they're huge. This is like no pumping them up with any extra crazy stuff. This is making seed sprout teas and dry amendments and just like super basic and simple. 
Well, I want to stick with the organics, but I also appreciate the chat and the people that watch it, your fans and my fans. And uh, Survival One Time uh, wanted to know, you guys just, he says, saw a, har- a plant harvested in January from you guys. Curious on the story. Uh, is there a story on that plant? There's a big story. I've actually, today I was editing the footage that's going to come out on April 1st. That's the whole year um, of all the updates that we did with that plant. There's a lot of stuff that we never put out online that's going to be in this video. That plant's the Kerala. For yeah. the people who don't know, On last year on the Green Dope Project, <clears throat> we attempted to grow the world's tallest plant with a super crazy land race strain. So that was the one that was actually harvested in january yeah very end of january yeah like i think it was yeah january 26th or 28th maybe it was the final day when it was pretty much it was dying it was pretty much dead it wasn't even all the way dead but it was it was dying from the storm and the freezing temperatures and snow yeah the cage had collapsed like i think it was the storm right before that and the rain and the wind so it was it was down sideways but even though the whole cage like this cage was a like 22 feet, 22 feet tall. We made the cage because <laughs> we are shooting for the sky. You know, we wanted to grow for the limits, <laughs> but uh, the plant actually topped out. It was like 15 and a half feet is what it got to, but uh, where it broke, it's the cage snapped over, but the plant didn't even break. The whole thing actually just <laughs> bent and it kept on. It was hanging outside the grow over the fence. It <laughs> fell out super crazy looking, but it was still alive and chilling. So that was its final days had to come down there. Um, but it was a crazy, super cool uh, experiment yeah. that we did. Super sick. Like when I was <laughs> editing the the footage today, it was it's insane because the the fires that we had last year were so insane, and it it really messed up a lot of of a uh, veg for a plant that would have kept stretching and ripping like that one with its super long flower time. But um, it's like it went through the craziest fires that's almost ever happened out here. And then at the end of the year, it went through the most insane snowstorm when we went and hiked up there to see the final footage of it. It's, it's so cool. Um, I, when it comes out, it's going to be cool to see. I think there's like, should be like a big video for YouTube. It's going to be really cool for people to see the first attempt of us trying to grow the world's tallest plant. And this was also a clone, which was also interesting because the clone got cut in like December or something. And it, we, vegged it in the greenhouse until we put it outside in in may and then it grew all the way till january again so it was like a 13 month year it was it was insane it was such a cool plant and such a fun uh first attempt and we knew it was going to be super fun and we're fired up this year now we got a new uh three new plants that were started different land race ones um all are going to be from seed now so it's going to be super fun to try it again this year Yep, we will. We're gonna go for the. We're gonna go for the gold. Last year, I mean, even though we didn't get like a soup, like a, a you could say a world record, we did break our own record. Like we don't really try to ever grow plants super tall. We're more about training them and getting wide, big bush plants. So this one was actually uh, the tallest plant that we've ever grown that we actually you know kept track of and mm-hmm. did it that style. So is there anything that uh, you've learned the last few runs on, like, say, strength, uh, strengthening, you know, maybe even, you know, you know, reaching in there and maybe even, like, just taking it and, like, twisting it until you, like, 
ear like crack a little bit you know what i mean with yeah. you know tips like that fucking help on you know strengthen her <laughs> up for storms hell at 22 feet i'm actually you know in my head i'm picturing like uh, like antenna tower type shit where you got like guide wires coming down <laughs> and sturdying it up. <laughs> That's what we started thinking when we were putting the cage up. We're like we need guide wires, like a fucking antenna. So we put like six wires across uh, as high as we can get it, triangled it down in different spots. And it did really good. It, it went through a hell of a lot of wind and a lot of different stuff before it finally collapsed. Um, but yeah, it is. It's it's so ridiculously tall. And the stories of tall plants that have always like been cool to hear and always interesting. And we've had different stories of tall plants too. But when you really put a tape measure to it and you see how tall it is, it's pretty surprising on what you think it is by the eye compared to what it really is. Like this plant that was 15 and a half feet last year, it looked like a 20 footer. Like you stand next to it and you're like, damn, that's like 18 feet or 20 feet. But it's not so like a lot of these tall tales of tall plants are very exaggerated, I think, and we need to see proof. So we wanted to, we, you know, we love breaking world records. So we wanted to start getting some proof out there and then people can start challenging us too and showing us some proof now that we're starting to, to take the throne. Really? We're going to try to we're do it. Yeah. The full docu- <laughs> documented style. <laughs> In different countries, they have a little bit of a, a pretty big advantage, but. Mendo is special. That it is. That it is. So, you know, back back to the organics thing a little bit. Let's say I'm lucky enough that my, my video is on the way. What are some of the uh, supplies that I should be already, you know, rounding up, getting ready for my spring season? You're going to probably want to... Uh... You know, for people in a worldwide state of things or like a, I think worldwide, build a soil is a good place to start. Get some cover crops going in. I think you can even get worms from them or talk to your local spot and try to find some red wigglers or some uh, whichever the other ones are. There's two different worms that they have most of the time. Get your worms in your soil, get your cover crop going. That's probably the first thing that we would say right now is that should should be done and start to be getting done get some aeration, get some, some roots and some life going in there. Yep. And then there's like a few, uh, like a handful of dry amendments. Like some of our favorites that we always go to is like the kelp meal, bag guano, um, crab meal, some glacial rock dust and some neem meal. Mm-hmm. There's a few, few <laughs> of those that we like to use. And then like a, another a uh, company that we love, love to work with is uh, Mr. B's Green Trees. And they make a, a dry amendment mix that has like, I don't know, 30 plus mm-hmm. uh, ingredients all in it. Like everything that we like to use, even and, and then even more that we usually don't go out and separately get. But Mr. B's Green Trees is a super cool one that you can do for soil amending. Um, just adding more food and life back to your soil. It's super easy. And, uh, for instead of having to go and source everything separately, you can get all that kind of in one spot. And then it's just letting your, letting that, that cover crop start to really grow and repeat in the process over and over again. That's what we're just like building that lasagna layer in the soil of 
that life and death breaking down, a new cycle coming up. As you're cutting that, that's releasing nitrogen back into your soil down inside. As that's breaking down, worms are eating it. They're creating little tunnels, airways, and also pooping back their casting. So it's that whole cycle of life that you want to just keep on repeating and it's just building your soil, building the life in there. And you, we just continually do that through the season. Same style as we transition into bloom, we just kind of switch up some of the feeding schedules that we're doing, some of the food. And then it's just the teas and things in between to add and just boost that life up from the popcorn seeds. The extreme gardening has a great tea that we like to use. Um, all kind of different cool tea mixes. Alfalfa seeds. Alfalfa seeds. Different silica based different stuff too. <laughs> Humic acid, different tea stuff. There's also a little bit of that in there. We really try not to overthink it. We just throw shit on there and let it do its thing. <laughs> yeah, we're not too much into into measuring much. You know, we have <laughs> as we're as we've been going like transitioning more into like fully like in the ground style. Um, even like the pots that we're in, you know, the smallest pot that we grow in is a six hundred gallon pot. So you know, when we're out there dry amending and amending our soil, we're you know we're just throwing handfuls. We're just going around lacing it all up, kind of just making a layer and then lightly just kind of fingering it in there and then just watering it right down into everything. Are these the same pots that's been going in the past videos? Uh, I mean, they should be, I mean, beautiful these days. It's fucking insane. When you put your hand in that soil now, it's so rich and so thick and it's like, there's so much worm castings in there. The whole top, like four inches is almost like, seems like straight worm castings. It's ridiculous. And those that's, yeah, it's been like five years, I think. And we've been using that soil in those pots. Yep. Pretty yep. sure this might be the sixth year on those. We had tan ones and the tan ones fell apart faster. Smart pots were, um, they figured out, there's couple, <laughs> I think it's like three years faster or some shit, maybe four years, depending we should still have like maybe, I don't know, two to three years minimum left on those pots before they really start to fall apart. Once they do fall apart, we might just either leave them and let them degrade and the roots eat them or just try to take as much pot out of the way and just make it a mound and they'll be straight <laughs> in the ground. So, uh, I, again, you know, I... This, I'm no scientist either, but I'm curious about your guys' opinion uh, on this, and and I, especially on a reused pots like you guys use. You know what I mean? That's been year after year, kind of just stewing and getting better. Now, this is my question. Now, I've done different things, you know, trial and error, as you guys were talking. I've tried. <clears throat> I found. My plants absolutely love bubble hash water. Again, it's probably along with the, you know, just the whole organic thing. Even in cocoa, man, I give them girls, let that, you know, water get room temperature. Then I usually cut it in half if it's the first couple washes and then, you know, feed it. And they absolutely love that shit. So with kind of that being said, I had a bunch of 10 gallon pots that I just, kind of had outdoors it just got nice enough here in michigan to really do fucking anything outside 
So I had a stack of, you know, carcasses where I just basically went out and funk and went back in and washed the pots and got, you know, ready for. So I was dragging them around the yard as the true sign of a grower, I guess, because now I got a big old patch of fucking chunky cocoa all over my yard first thing this spring. But uh, as I'm busting them up, I can't help but notice, you know, the amount of terpenes coming off of them balls. You know what I mean? It actually smelled like fucking harvest. I was like starting to sweat it a little bit. It was so pungent. And uh, so I'm wondering, do you think uh, with, you know, run after run, obviously, you know, there's terps being built up in your soils as well. Do you think that's just something that, you know, is there and it, is one of them things that's just like everything else. It's just kind of adding, adding and adding to a, you know, a healthier, stinkier plant. I think so. Yeah. I think that root decay, especially them being cannabis roots and cannabis plants being in there every year that just kind of recycling each other. And it's, I think there's a big part of that for sure. And that's why in the grounds, like people that have grown in the ground for years, there's a difference once you get to a certain amount of years and these plots are so big, it's almost like being in the ground and they've, um, it's very impressive for sure. There's a lot of, we leave our stocks in there. Um, <coughs> we only take like, a, sometimes we leave the stocks in there for a bit. If we do take them out, we, we don't take any of the side roots out, you know, it's very tight shovel cut, pull them out. And there's a lot of stuff that's always in there. And every year when we go to plant, there's really, nothing in our way or anything too. It's like degraded over the winter. Yep. So it's pretty insane to see. So I want to just give a shout out to some uh, cool ass weed nerds in chat. There's tons, tons of weed nerds in chat. And I just happened to see one. I haven't got to see since his episode. And that's Mr. Bond 420. Cheers, Mr. Bond 420. Welcome back, my friend. I was watching that episode too, good, a couple Bond. weeks ago. <laughs> Mr. Bond's got a package coming to him, actually. Mr. Bond's out there killing it, man. We're <laughs> super proud of the Cuddy that he's got all of his stuff is you know now able to get really represented proper and into the shelves on the store with his brand on it. Bond's been killing it for a long time. We got to see him stay on the grind and keep at it incredibly special solventless clean clean it's insane what a, a crystals can turn into where you can have someone like him turn the, your trichomes into the most beautiful body of just the craziest cleanest stuff yeah mr bond he uh he's he definitely opened our mind up to the the whole trichome uh collecting process because uh when we first were hanging with him when he was coming out we were doing some things and talking about hash runs like we're big on our flowers. We love to see our flowers and, and the whole process, like to to put, take down plants and, and go right into the water and wash them like that, just break them down for the, the crystals. That It was hard for us to get into it at first. It was really hard because we weren't that big on it, but we started really, it opened our mind and seeing, man, the, the potential that you could find in some of these strains, like, that space bomb to this day that you know a classic tga strain that space bomb is still a winner still a producer a hash monster and mr bond's got to hold on to that thing for quite some time <laughs> lucky man in my opinion lucky man 
Ed Wren in chat would like to know about your strain, your new strain, N-O-Y-B. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, we can tell you about it. Uh-huh. It's N-O-Y-B. It's called, <laughs> you know, we were talking about it the other day. It's um, it's uh, a tribute to Reek Daddy. Reek Daddy had uh, N-O-Y-B Records, was his record company that he brought us into. And uh, and even uh, Oldie had a, uh, on his old Mustang 5.0, he had a big sticker on that covered the whole back window. It was just NOYB. And we get pulled over a lot back in the day. And every time a cop would pull us over, they say, What's that? What's NOYB mean? And we're like, None of your business. <laughs> they'd get real mad at that shit. Yeah, they'd always be getting pissed <laughs> off at it. <laughs> so it's none of your business. It's always been, Reek talked about wanting to make a strain that was that. And, uh, and it's really, it's just, it's uh, seeds that we have that are, there's not even the same strain in one pack, is all we can say, but it's all. It's a variety pack of different things. Super random. It's just something that you don't know what you're going to get. We don't even know what you're going to get. Yeah, just when you find it, <laughs> you could pretty much keep the name or call it whatever it smells like or play with it, whatever. It's just kind of a fun. Uh, we used to like starting bag seeds or seeds from people that we just didn't know what it was. Kind of watch it, learn, and then try to figure it out at the end. So it's, that's all that, that one's like. Yeah. Throwback for that. Yep. Just a funny one to have in the mix, a rep, uh, something to you know keep that NOYB going, that none of your business life. And um, just like for people that want to experiment, if you have time or have space to want to play around and just do something random and not know what to expect, you could find a, a fucking gem. You might find something <laughs> insane or you might find something that you're like, I don't know. But <laughs> There's some jams. Fucking kick ass, man. That's kick ass. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's so funny awesome. talking about it. We're actually like, uh, to put them out online and to put them out to the world is so funny because we've been talking about it for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, we're not forcing no one to do nothing. You you can buy it or not. It was coming for free for a while. I think it's still, if you buy a pack of our stuff, you still might get a, one of those packs for free. Um but there won't, cool. there won't be no info coming for that one anytime soon, except for people who are testing them and hey, whatever yeah. they find randomly. <laughs> but you probably won't find the same thing that someone else found. <laughs> <laughs> that one's full of the legends, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's some different stuff in there. That's for the legends. You know That's what legends are made of right there, too. You know, the one that ever that one somebody finds and that's you know for a fact nobody else has got. And you realize nobody else has got it, and then you go, fuck, cut only. <laughs> legend. You at that point when it's cut only, basically, you might as well put legend after right there. Boom. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it makes you uh we we were talking about earlier too, like uh it's hard not to be a, a hoarder with these strains. Like you find a strain and you know, like say you pop pack of seeds and you're doing a little pheno hunt and you find one you really like and do you really want to let it go now and try to start all over again? Or like, man, it's so hard to kill these strains once you find one you like. You end up with too many <laughs> real <Yep>. quick. <laughs> oh, then you got to think Oklahoma. I'm still, man, 
I, Oklahoma anymore since they, I've heard the unlimited plant count sits in the back of my mind. And never once, would I tell you right now, if like you'd asked me years and years ago, you know, where, where do you think you'll end up? You know, honestly, and no offense to Oklahoma, but I've got, especially now, I would have, you know, Oklahoma would have been like not first thing out of my mouth. But now, Oklahoma with that unlimited plant count and being able to just store genetics like that and hoard, just be able to fucking hoard. You know what I mean? At that point, I don't even know if it'd be about a numbers of, you know, producing flour. I think I would just have the hoard of genetics. There's <laughs> a rainforest of plants in your backyard. Oh, yeah. That was a so i heard you say 600 gallon is like the minimum you guys would you say that would be like you know if you're out in organics uh what would you be for like what would be your smallest pot you would suggest for an organics you know what i mean especially outdoors hell indoors i they were coached to use like 20s right and in indoor grow for, so what would be the small would you suggest 600 for most people outdoor now, if you're out where we're at yeah if you have like the this kind of climate or this kind of growth there's, I know there's other places that have, we've seen some trees so if you can get trees then yeah the 600 gallon would be the lowest that we would go we've we've noticed that those ones get a little bit root bound by the end of the year so that's we wouldn't even want to really do 600s anymore really for ourselves. i mean yeah our goal now would be to just always go <clears throat> right in the ground would be like the ultimate best option but if you're going into pots and if you can do the bigger the pot the better you know what's crazy too is a couple of nice mounds that we've done with green shock have been uh not even tilling the ground we um where we start the mound we'll just start it right on the ground flat throw hella compost on it throw soil on it, throw food on it, and then plant it right there on top. And the roots will eventually eat up that hard packed ground, no problem. And they do very impressive. You could be, I've been really surprised and, and Mark's shown us a lot of how strong these plants are. And you think like your backyard isn't really good soil or it's too hard or too much rocks or whatever, but these plants will, will grow good. You get a nice mound over there uh, on top of stuff and get that root mass started the once they get big they'll start tapping in no problem and then after a couple of years you really have soft stuff under there doesn't take long but you can do i would say if you're in a small growth situation and you did do pots the 20 gallon pots would probably be the lowest i would do on a on a real small scale i'm pretty sure like <clears throat> i think it was <clears throat> maybe 20 gallon pots that Minnesota nice had in his room. Yeah. When you were saying the indoor ones, when we, you know, when we first started him. looking at uh, no tail stuff and actually like checking it out and him showing it to us, like in real life, like he was doing, yeah, I think it was 20 gallon pots. It was so sick seeing it like that. And he would just keep telling us like, man, if you guys did this out where you're at, it would be so fucking insane how good it would be and how you guys do those big mounds, those big pots. Like he said, it would just be like, just multiplying like this 
Yeah, his so, soil was super cool. We were, it was the first time we ever seen bugs in an indoor room where you were happy about having bugs in there. It was like, what the hell's going on in here, dude? We have cover crop. <laughs> you'd be moving around little dead branches and you'd see worms going around. We're like, no way. That's so sick. Like totally different than the style we were doing at that time with just like straight dry soil of nothing just when we would feed. But now it's totally different and it's really cool to see it this style. And it's so like you can do it into small pots and and he was running that same soil for you know I don't run after run run after run out maybe even a couple of years in those same I twenty gallon bags. Think he could have maybe yeah. I'd have to talk to him and remember for sure. But yeah, if you keep that soil healthy and no problems, yeah, you could just keep on running it cycle after cycle and not changing new soil every time and going through that whole process. Nice, nice. Um, so on the outdoors there, uh, is there anything that you could suggest for like, you know, super healthy roots or, you know, when I, I did a lot of tree work and I can't help but wonder, I have never grown outdoors, but again, I'd like to, but I can't help but wonder if like, say like some similar things would uh, apply, like in a tree, like it's widest branch would be like basically as far out as the roots would go so do you think there would be any benefits to you know letting a plant widen out a little bit before you let her shoot out or is it just wasted energy you know what i mean for letting her shoot out um i would say like you're right for sure to a certain point most of the roots like as wide as your pot could be is about where the as wide as the plant is, is about as wide as the roots are, roughly. There's a lot of small, tiny roots that you will never really even notice if you try to dig them up, I think, that extend pretty far. And they go way deeper than you think, too. It's pretty impressive when they're in the ground. You know, they get constricted, and that's whatever. But um, if you're going for, like, a nice wide plant, the wider that you that you can get it, the better, for sure. That's why we like those 1,000-gallon pots, and 600s are nice, too, but the Thousands are very wide. They're not really even that tall, but they're super wide. And the plants get just as wide as the pots. They hang over the pot like a foot or so. Sometimes a little more, but yeah. Um, Sometimes some plants are shocking how much they'll grow out of little pots. Like yeah, we've seen some people with like fifty like, gallon or way beasting outside the pot. Like, <laughs> holy so shit! Massive. And that comes down like certain genetics that perform like crazy too. Like they'll just swarm yeah. shit like that. And they're tapped in by that time too. Those plants are tapped through the pot in the yeah. ground, and those roots are probably spread almost as far as that thing could be too. Really, yeah. Um, it's pretty trippy stuff. Uh, the grow king. Uh, people uh deborah that works with groking she's been working with a lot of different people with uh, different sprinkler systems and different uh like water techniques that like in the ground uh watering and different like uh oxygen being put into the water and they're learning a lot about different roots and how far the roots really go and it's i think it's a lot farther when they're in the ground than than uh than we even think and that's why when they're in the ground they do so much better because it's like they have such an unlimited amount of space where those roots go the tiniest roots and they enter and then once they touch each other and everything starts interlocking there's something special that starts happening so i see uh 
you guys supporting the the vets grow there. Uh, pretty cool guy there, uh, Cass. Cass, I always fuck his name up. It's this fellow. Sus, <laughs> this guy, Burton. So I see, I see you guys supporting this shirt there, and I've heard him talk about uh, the Vets Grow Cup. Uh, I'm supposed to be headed that way then too, man. Am I going to be lucky enough to cross path with you guys and finally, finally be able to fucking see you guys firsthand, uh, be able to fucking kick it or what, man? Because yeah. you know that that'd be sweet in the fucking deal on my end for sure. <laughs> Man, it's, it's, it's it was so close. I think there's a the dates on it were a little different than what's the final date happening. We have something that was booked already on the end of August. So depending on the date of that show, it looks like it might not happen, which is super whack. Yeah, we're super super bummed. Like from the looks of it at the moment, I don't know if we're gonna. Yeah, <laughs> we need to clones of us so we could be at a couple spots at once <laughs> well there's no harm in that that just fucking means you guys are in demand but this this is my opinion on it guys i got faith i'm i'm very optimistic very optimistic <laughs> not that you guys are gonna get clones but maybe some kind of miracle <laughs> yeah, that yeah. you know things can sway so with that in mind that man and that was the other reason I was asking, because if I'm going to fucking for sure see you, I'm fucking throwing down some fucking fire right now. I'm, I'm spitting on some seeds after the fucking show, man. You know what I mean? If I'm going to see Mendo firsthand, man, I'm fucking passing fucking fire beside my case. <laughs> and I, I think I may just look just to throw them down just in hopes. Just in hopes I'll get to see you guys out there. So right? you never know, man. That good energy going. <laughs> Maybe it'll happen still. But you know, we're just we're hoping a lot of things start opening up and we have the opportunity to get back on the road because you know it's been a long time for for all of us. Like uh, last weekend, we got to do we got to get together with the band and do a little birthday party for one of our homies and. Man, it's been so long, like over a year since we all got to jam together on actual doing a little performance. So it's like we're just <clears throat> ready to start getting back in action. And there's like so many places that we want to come out and do shows at, you know, like out there in Michigan, especially like we've been trying to get out there for some time and talking about it. But now it's like as soon as things start changing and opening up, we're going to make it our mission to come out to these spots that we haven't been to yet and come out and rock with you guys. So. We're we're just waiting for the opportunity to to bring itself upon us again. <laughs> and maybe, uh, maybe even who uh, knows? Uh, what maybe, do we got here? Maybe we'll do a solventless savages again with Mister Bond out on the East Coast. <laughs> That'd be fucking badass. Like, yeah, it's pretty awesome, man. It was another guy that uh, I was surprised and gave a ton of respect. I still have tons of respect for. He came on early on with a little bit of, uh, with a little help from Callie. Callie gave him a little nudge, nudge, and uh, he, he was nice enough to come on. But, man, fucking weed nerds are something strong, man. And that's another thing, man. They, we got the weed nerds in general, you know, and anymore, man, that term's becoming you know, more widely, it's a bigger umbrella these days. And uh, so, man, it, 
we've got much love for Mendo Dope, man. And you, you're one of the few bands that actually you make us feel like, you know, you're from us. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You feel like the guy next door fucking made it big and is fucking killing it. You know what I mean? You give that vibe that, you know, you include the community in your songs and with Mel. The community's got much love for you. So I hope that, you know, it is something that we can make you guys. You know, uh, what is it? Ed Bren there says, uh, Emerald Cup, you know, praying hands. I'm hoping that you know, I've got an invitation to head that way too this year. And maybe I catch you guys out there. I'm hoping to get him back on the show real soon to talk about hopefully his new release of his book. And uh, I'm going to definitely, definitely kind of plant that seed to see if he'll reach out to you guys for that as well. Hopefully you can free up some time and, you know, that's that's right in your backyard, isn't it? Oh, Emerald Cupish? It's been a long time coming. I tell you what, we, it would be such an honor to finally be able to play at the Emerald Cup because we've been we've been trying. We've been and there's a demand for it. I'll tell you what, like we've had fans reach out a lot trying to trying to get us there, and I feel like we're getting real close. Maybe you know when this comes back up and they're able to do a big actual cup again, maybe we'll get the opportunity. I believe you'll find the weed nerds will be there. <laughs> the, weed, the weed nerds have never let us down. I'll tell you what. Ever ever since back in the day, I remember when we when me and Brian got raided, you know, in 2013, and the cops came and took all of our shit and not tried to knock us down. Man, we had so much love from all kind of weed nerds all over the place, from you know all kind of different states that were sending us little packages of you know a little bit of flowers. We got different seeds. People were trying to send us genetics back, making sure we didn't lose everything. Like, it was so dope. Like, we can never thank the whole Weed Nerd Nation enough for everything they've done and supported us over the years. Like, you guys have made us, <clears throat> got us to where we are today, for sure. Well, I'm not, you know, you could, you, without even, you know, you could actually check the my, uh, my YouTube, because it's public, you know what I mean? All my playlists are public. You go down and check my gardens list right now. You guys are fucking like 80% of my fucking garden list. You know what I mean? Playlist. <laughs> you know, definitely one of my favorite people to rock out in the garden, man. So, yeah, I know. And it's, we appreciate you. We appreciate you guys for sure. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I know I asked you that uh, this last time, but is there somewhere in the immediate future that uh, when is the next time publicly, if you're lucky enough to be in that area where we could we could get to see you guys? Well, I'm. It's looking like like the first thing that's actually going to be happening. It's going to be a bit from now, but it'll be in August. August 21st in uh, New Jersey, in Atlantic City. We're going to be going out there. They're putting together a big cannabis festival, and they wanted to bring out the full band and see some fucking real cannabis culture come out there. So it looks like everything's for sure on track for that. They're getting ready to start promoting it soon. So that'll be, like, first up on the list for us, uh, for anything that's going to be real, like, bigger that's a kind of a more big event i don't know 
as things open up over on our side of the world, uh, how quick we're going to be able to start doing small shows or, you know, little personal, ga- you know, private gatherings with a certain amount of people. We're trying, we're just waiting for things to open. So at the moment it's looking like, yeah, we're coming out to New Jersey in August. That'll be a, one of the next spots you can catch us at. No, man, I can't wait for the fucking, uh, events myself. They're so, so overdue. So overdue. I know here in Michigan, you know, I don't know, as I sit here and think about it, I almost wonder if it is a little bit of, you know, pre-cannabis culture, like the outlaw kind of, you know, the outlaws, the originals, OGs, if you will, that uh, there's some events. I know we've got some coming out, like 420, 420-ish, you know what I mean? There's some uh, like private events and stuff. And I fucking, I can't wait to fucking hang out in like a cannabis community like event, man. You know, I, I don't, that shit charges my batteries. You know what I mean? There's nothing like fucking hanging out at one of them events to fucking carry your good vibe for another few months until uh, you can get to the next one, man. There's a lot of fun, good shit that comes out of those events. <laughs> yeah, it's super fun. We were really gearing up for last year to start doing a lot of cup stuff, and now that we have all the permitted things in order, we can have booths and, and get herb just people direct right there, and it was going to be so fun, and it just instantly got shut down right as it was starting to get planned. And uh, the cups, too, like certain cups were there was so many cups going on and it, it was like a little bit overdone for a second. So now having this break has really made us really like looking forward to it again. It's really cool. How, how like we started getting spoiled to it almost, but now we realize how special it was again. So, uh, man, I was going to ask you about the high times event, but as an artist, I don't know. Especially a cannabis artist. Uh, I was going to, you know, well, they're coming back. I know 420 high times I've heard was coming here. But here in Michigan, like the first round, they have totally, like, commercialed it. Totally fucking commercialed it. You know what I mean? The little guys aren't even on the menu anymore. And what's, and you know what's sad is, as much as I'm saying this, I'd probably fucking go just because, just because of the prior statement. <laughs> they kind of got me balling the balls because of the community, but you know, as far as you know, the contest itself, I think it's bullshit that they you know cut out the, the little guys. Uh, I don't know if it's for testing reasons or whatever, but now you have to be a licensed or rec grow. You know what I mean to even put in an entry which I think is kind of like, eh. And then I heard from another person uh, that uh, they've even taken away the judging from like a private judging, because I was a judge a few times here in Michigan. And I when, he, when I first heard they were coming back, I kind of went, oh, this could be good. You know what I mean? And then I heard you, it's uh, like for sale. Yeah, yeah. For sale, like judge kit. I was like, oh, man, so now we've made it for the big boys and you got to buy judges, kids. It was like, now now the credibility for the actual contest, in my opinion, 
other than the community gathering was like, eh, you know what I mean? I don't know. I kind of was let down by that. It's weird, but it's all, it's like, it's not even high times is fault. It's the stupid fucking laws that people passed that, that the big people above are put into the laws when it got passed or starting to, to enforce now after it's passed. Um, it's super whack, but like, uh, it's funny that yeah the the high times things there's there's like it's good and bad for the judge by the people it's it's a different style it's cool to see but it's not the real deal when you have a real panel of judges for sure but we actually entered in the um the socal high times cup that just happened like two months ago um we entered with a guild we did a collab uh with the tropical sleigh ride guild extracts made um some diamond sauce stuff with it. And we got third place at the High Times Cup thing. That was a SoCal thing. So that's that was, awesome. You know, we just entered for fun. Guild had the collab. It was like a double. We could both enter to it. And it, it was interesting to see what this judge for the by the people thing. And um, then, like you're saying, it, it's, it sucks because all the small people can't enter because it's all permitted stuff only. So it's... It's not the high times fault, but it's just the way that the shit works out. But since we have the permanent thing, we're also we're going against all this, all the big dudes, you know. Like I forget who got first and second. I don't even know if we ever really looked. But um, it was a hardcore competition of people that have a lot of product and they're big companies. So for us to get third place and it was was pretty cool. But it was it's I think they're they're judged mediumly good. It seems like like. The sauce was super fire for it to place was, and us not being a big company was, it, it showed something. <coughs> Man, we got uh, so many weed nerds. I see that uh, giving you love there in chat, you know, the homies you know in shout out to you chat. Know. Ask, Shout ask. out to you guys, man, for two like episodes in a row, just fucking killing it. Uh, my most popular episodes. So shout out to Mendo Dope for uh, <laughs> for helping for helping the brother out. Shout out to Mendo Dope for help you know, pulling somebody out, man. Yeah, we love uh, that's we love pretty awesome. Shit, you know, yeah, you, you got a cool style. It's easy <laughs> for us to chop it up. Yep. Grateful, very grateful, man. That's for and sure. Pushing, what the fuck? You did 600 episodes in a year. <laughs> yeah, between the spotlights and the wormholes. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, I got much love for this community. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's savage, right there. Yeah. <laughs> you do that for another five years, you might be on Joe Rogan level. <laughs> man, I actually got a comment. I. Fuck, I'll share it. I'm going to share it because I just, you know, because, just because, I guess. <laughs> just because you brought up the Rogan thing. Just out. because you brought up the Let Rogan thing, out. I guess. So, <laughs> this is a comment that was uh, somebody left yesterday on uh, one year. One year. Okay. Let me go back here. I want to. I know, right? Enhanced. Enhanced. Pretty cool. 
Ah, right here. So he says, uh, I watched almost every episode to the last past year from the first episode where it was 24 hours, the 420 episode. I've learned a lot, Eagle, and I learned a lot more confidence uh, in myself which has led me to go back to school and better myself. So thank you. This podcast has 100% replaced the Joe Rogan experience. Thank you and congratulations on your first year. I'm looking forward to this year's 420 celebration. Whoop, whoop. Peace. Muscle love, everybody. And this year, I'm hoping maybe... You know, since, you know, digital miracles may happen, uh, maybe if you guys got a few minutes on 420, because we do, I, I did a 420 episode last year that was 24 hours. Year two, I'm doing a fucking 24-hour episode again. Ooh. So if you guys at any point, I don't care if, you know, if it's fucking 6 o'clock, because it's 24 hours, I'm pretty much open. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't give a shit if you guys are just getting up and getting ready to go to another event and just want to pop in and fucking smoke. Hey, man, happy 420, guys. You know what I mean? I'm I'm fucking cool with that shit. So, you know, if you could make a few minutes on 420 to pop on, show myself and the weed nerds fucking some love on 420, uh, that'd be pretty awesome because, you know, that's another day in this adventure I've been pretty proud of, man. I, I learned a lesson on that day, and that was one thing. You can't do a 24-hour consecutive show. It let me play it, and then, and then it cut me, like, right before, minutes before, seconds before, 24 hours. It yanked me off air. And then the episode hung in YouTube saying processing, processing forever. Yeah. And then I, like, Months later, I got a thing that said it won't post. You broke guidelines. <laughs> it was either too big and too long. Basically, that's kind of funny. Too big, too long for YouTube. And <laughs> that's even funnier the way I say it all along in one sentence. <laughs> too big, too long for YouTube. Then uh, they wouldn't fucking air it. So uh, it just hangs in limbo. And I don't have another copy of it. So it's like, it, that will never be seen again. But, man, that was a huge episode. A lot of fun. But I learned I have to break it up. I have to break yeah. it up in, like, six-hour increments. You can push it to 12, but I think I'm going to be safe and break it up in a little bit smaller chunks. Come on, go off. But that's one thing I learned. But it was a lot of fucking fun, man. And I tell you this, I was almost glad that it didn't air because we were talking about this shit on air, man. I was eating some like volcano jerky the other night on air. And it was, I was just sweating from my fucking, fucking head to toe. And I was doing that shit. I like, I'm 24, 20, the last few hours of the episode, man, I was smoking joints like this at least one an hour by myself right here on camera, fucking pretty much matching everybody. I mean, Fucking towards the end, I'm fucking just like... <laughs>
I heard somebody at one point, you know, in my ear was like, here he goes and was like counting it out. I'm like, no, I wasn't. No, I'm not. Got up and started like fucking eating hot sauce and shit. I mean, just to carry, <laughs> wake my ass up to, you know, drag my ass across the finish line. Thinking back, man, I'm almost glad that shit didn't air because I know for a fact I had to have been just fucking completely fucking tore up. But it was a lot of fucking fun, I can tell you that. That's a savage 24-hour show, no doubt. <laughs> Brother, I woke up the next day with, like, almost a fucking beard. It wasn't like the like a 5 o'clock shadow or nothing. It's, it was like, like a three-day no-shave. And I wake up and I look in the mirror and I'm like, wow. You know, basically, like, what the fuck did I eat yesterday, man? That's some superfood. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a hell of a girlfriend. And it's like, Man, dude, you ain't slept in fucking a couple days, man. That's like three days growth there, you fucking stoner. You totally have raced a fucking day or so. But eh, a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun. We'll come in right at the end, right when you're struggling the most. <laughs> That'd be fucking fun, man. I don't care when it is. I'd be on or not. And at any point oh man <laughs> uh, so uh any of you want to give any uh tips on the any teasers any teasers on the dvd that uh you know teasers you might want to from the dvd yeah. from, the, from the cd ah I forget there's an option on both, to be honest with you. That's up to you guys. That's up to you guys. Uh, Fuck. Yeah. Either or. Trying to figure out if there's a way that we can somehow play a song or not. No pressures, no pressures. Like it's too possible from this house. Yeah, well, yeah if we we're in Studio B right now. Studio B doesn't have all the songs here. <laughs> <laughs> but we definitely, man, there's some, oh, man, I wish we had something to, to throw out a little teaser of for sure. But <laughs> we can talk about a little trick or something. Like the bugs. Yeah. <laughs> we could do a little no till talk. <laughs> what do you want to hit him with, please? What should we talk about? What tip do you want to give him from the DVD? Um, about the praying mantises. Praying mantises. Praying mantises are one of our best friends these days. I tell you what, we love them. We've always liked the mantis. They're super badass. And last year, we got some. We finally got some eggs. We got some like four different prey mantis eggs and we got to let them hatch outside under the plants tiny little babies coming out like it was one of the dopest things i i was pretty shocked that we actually got to see a couple of the eggs hatch like because i was man i put them out there and i was checking them like on the daily like i was like wondering when these things are going to pop because especially we wanted to film them like that was one of my goals was to actually see this thing hatching and get some pictures or something. And it was like weeks were going by. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to give up on trying to 
see it happen because I'm probably going to, I already missed it. Maybe they already hatched or something, but I forgot how exactly, how much later after we hung the eggs when they actually hatched, but somehow one day I just randomly walked out there. I look under the plant and boom, one of the eggs is just this line, like crazy bundle of these tiny little eggs and all these little tiny mantises running around on the egg. It was one of the dopest things ever. Like so cool. And the mantis are such dope ones to have in the garden because they're, they're such little predator bugs, man. They, <clears throat> they're coming after all the little, uh, those little green ladybugs, the little lady beetles. They're going after uh, every kind of, they're eat, as they're babies, they're actually eating spider mites They'll, when they're real small. And then they gradually, they're eating aphids. They're pretty much attacking anything that comes across them. And then uh, they're super cool because at night they're hunting and they catch moths also. So they're just on the prowl. 24 7 and we got to hatch like at least a couple hundred of them that were out running around in the garden we saw i only got to see a couple of them that got really actually big and like over the time i don't know where they went but hopefully we'll see some more coming back we're going to get some more eggs for sure but i think that's a super dope thing to incorporate in the garden because they're just so cool looking they're helping attack all these bugs and they're super fun to just watch mob and jump around it's a sick extra predator bug to add in the mix. Are they uh, easy to get to like stay around the garden? Do they like want to breed and want to like, you know, basically <laughs> produce more, stay around, just cultivate more of themselves? I think after a couple times of maybe introducing them into the property, I'm, I'm hoping that maybe we'll get to randomly find a couple of spots that maybe they'll they'll breed and lay some eggs in a couple branches <clears throat> but i don't know since like we've never done it before and it's real rare that we see any mantis in the garden like previously like maybe one every every year yeah, or something or we'll randomly we'll find one so it's real uh <clears throat> when you start going real hard with the with incorporating the bugs into the garden and stuff you almost have to also make like habitats for them and the more savage you get with your property and different kind of other plants you have growing, different flowers that you have throughout the year, that all helps kind of keep them there, keep them wanting to stay there, keep them like places where they can mate or lay eggs and get water and stuff. They don't just like to be on the plant. They, they come back and forth all the time. Yeah, and especially like <clears throat> when you're putting them on your plants like as like more of like a preventative thing before you even have a problem, they might not have much to even eat on your plants. So if there's something else out there that they can kind of eat on, if there's like, you know, there's certain plants that attract like bugs, you know, like if you want to give them a little food spot almost, which is kind of trippy doing sometimes because <laughs> you have a section that you're actually bringing bad bugs to just to feed your good bugs. But I think gradually after introducing more of them, you're going to have a better chance and helping them actually want to start repopulating there and sticking around and, creating a dope spot for them. So is like, is water your friend, to be honest with you, when you're an outdoor? I mean, is that to a point to where you can, you should not just like spray off predators? You know what I mean? Is that actually a tactic that you guys use to where you can actually get in there with a nice 
you know, nozzle or mist and actually, you know, just spray, physically spray shit off and then set out, you know, some predators on top of that? Uh, not, not too much. No, I think, I think if you had like a, a bad problem that you'd actually see that many bugs that you're trying to actually spray off of them, you won't like, the plants get to a certain spot where they're, they're so big, like, you can't like blow the bugs all the way off them and they'll just fall back down into different spots on the plant or in the soil and walk back up. Yeah. <laughs> you have to start going in with some plant therapy or something once it gets to that level or just that bug on bug battle. You got to introduce some, some other savage bugs to compete with them and to fight them off. Heck yeah. Only Mendo, even only for Mendo Dope. I, you've even brought out not only Mr. Bond 420 tonight, but you brought out Brown Guy 420 tonight. Oh, what's up? Yeah. Chat as well. Nice. Yeah. What's up, brother? What do I mean? <clears throat> Haven't got to see the homie Brown Guy in a long time. There's actually his stuff, uh, you know, how Instagram is weird with the algorithm and whatever. But. <clears throat> randomly his stuff started finally popping back up again i haven't mm-hmm. seen him going crazy with some uh next level so he's getting scientific actually brown guy's always been a gangster we mm-hmm. definitely soaked some game from him yeah he was always big on the no-till or very early on yep and then now he's doing some like dissolutes and stuff and all crazy mm-hmm. different nice special concoctions gonna have to tap in with the homie <laughs> and see how he's been <laughs> You know, I'm glad to see him in chat as well. I was actually, and again, not to be blowing smoke up anybody's ass, but, you know, cool people are doing amazing things. And I was talking to him, I was talking yesterday about, uh, I'm actually doing work on work these days just to kind of, I don't know, keep things moving along. Uh, So I was actually, I've been building a, a barn for these folks, and yesterday it turned cannabis and uh, so, and then at one point, they turned into growing. <laughs> and then uh, I actually had referenced Brown Guy 420 there because uh, we were talking about actually, you know, CBD and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, you know, it's good that for that shit. But these days, man, you can dial it in. There's cats like, the, you know, I mentioned Brown Guy 420 that are, you know, isolating things and mixing them a little bit of cbd a little bit of cbg a little bit of n and making you know more custom fit cocktails you know what i mean uh for you for what you're in in particular needs so it's awesome that we're getting reaching that level with cannabis as well so man shout out to the pioneers you them you know it's a fucking good time to be in cannabis that's for sure yeah, it really is. It's super crazy. There's so much knowledge that's already been learned in in such a short period of time, and it's going to be so much coming in the future. And these entourage effects are huge. Your body needs a little bit of everything here and there. The THC ain't all it's, what it's all about. You got to mix it up and get some variety. Right on. I agree. I agree. So, uh, you know, how you guys doing? You guys hanging in? Uh, you guys, you know, 
always so gracious with your time. I hate to overextend. <laughs> yeah, man. We planned for this one. We had some time to kick back and chop it up. Yeah, we plan to go on at least till 10 here. Yeah, at least. Mm -hmm. Yep, Let's smoke one more blunt with you. Fuck <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. A lot of big things about to start happening, man. We've been, we've had the opportunity to get to chill for a bit, you know, these last couple months of, you know, always doing something, but now we're gearing up to really like start full throttle on, on the season with the, the new album coming out and everything where it's like, man, it's all of a sudden, boom, 420 is coming up quick. There's a, just, it's going to be, hopefully this year is a lot better than last year. I think it will be and you know so are you guys uh already working on our another album man i was you know i thought you guys had you guys last time i talked to you guys i thought you guys had a lot of cds before and then i talked to you guys and you guys were like no that didn't dude you ain't even scratched the surface <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> so you know are, are you guys already working on the next one no, we're not. I mean, we have, we got all kind of ideas and we got plans and things that like that we know we want to get to working on, especially stuff with the band, but it's just going to be a long process. We have, um, but we have a lot of, we have a lot of songs that, that aren't out that we've made in the last two years or so and beats that are already like halfway started and different songs and stuff, different singles. Like we have a song with uh, Sally Sell from the Bay Area out here that we're sitting on that we're not releasing yet that we want it. We're still like figuring out exactly what we're going to do. Uh, Demrick's actually on that song too. Demrick's from SoCal. Super badass rapper. He raps with uh, Be Real and all those guys down there. Um, so there's we have like two or three different ideas in our head for different albums that are going to be slowly getting started here soon. It depends on the time. Uh, there's a lot of shit going on. I, I'm getting married in July. I'm getting married in Mexico. With my, uh, it's going to be a crazy party. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, man. Congratulations. We're gearing up for the farm stuff. Oldie's got his baby coming in June. Yep. Then we go to Mexico in July. Then we go to... New Jersey in August, and then September kind of starts harvesting some stuff because some things are kind of early. So we're, it's going to be an interesting year. We slowly, as these farms keep getting bigger, we have a little bit less time for music, but we have so much different things that are always in our minds and, and a lot of sessions and a lot of songs that are not released that we can put together. Um, the Roaches and Candy Rappers album was one that we, we were feeling like we didn't have that much time to, to be in the studio. So we were like, man, we need to make an album. And we just went in there and boom, did Roaches and Candy Rappers real quick. And it was real fun to do in between the last two CDs with this one coming out now. So at any time, we can just drop a CD for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not too hard to make some more music. You know, we always get inspired and we got a lot of, you know, motivation and, and crazy things going on that we can bring to life. But um like a big goal for us was, you know, to get this this new album coming out and really push that and promote that to get it to the culture as much as possible. You know, like this was like this is the tribute album for Subcool. You know, this was 
supposed to be the Weed Nerd Nation, but now it's live in the garden season four. So like this was, we're just trying to carry on, you know, the love that we had for Sub, the, the things that we talked about, things that we wanted to see happen, um, just continue on a, a dope, real, super weed nerd lifestyle legacy, like continuing on for the real people. Like, so we want to like push these certain songs and, and get them out as much as we can, like, and blast this stuff. Cause you know, we know if Sub was here, man, he would have been jamming with us. We would have been out there rocking together. Like we we're blessed to have the opportunity to do so much with Sub and, and even have him come like doing, coming out to concerts with us and rocking the weed nerd live at the shows. So this way, we just want to make sure that, we go all the way with this album and we push it out there to everybody. You know, we just want, we don't want to, we don't want people to sleep on this one. Yeah. He did have a lot of respect for you guys. You know, I talked to sub quite a bit. Uh, he was a, a very good friend of mine and I'm not afraid to say that, you know, I actually quit, uh, you know, <laughs> touching, talking about it so much. Because everybody started kind of saying that it was like a comparison. You know, you're the new sub cool. And I didn't like that. You know what I mean? I'm my own person. Eagle. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I kind of quit talking about it a little bit. But he, none to say. And I'm not discrediting that man. He has, he was a fucking amazing man. He was a good friend of mine. And he spoke very highly of you guys. Very highly of you guys. You know, everybody... We all had our ups and downs. I've had some ups and downs with him myself. and But in the end, he was still a friend. He was still a friend. Friends look by ups and downs. And I'd be able to shake hands and whatever. And he most definitely would have been there. He most definitely would have been there hanging out at the events and shit. Because he loved this community, for sure. For sure. Yeah. He pushed... Like when you really think about it, he pushed super hard, super fast. He went all in, and he 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 built up something real fast. You know what I mean? And got to a lot of people. Um, and um, towards the end, you know, as as he was starting to know that he was, he knew he was dying. You know, he said it all the time, and that's gonna make him not have a give a fuck attitude way more. You know what I mean? So like the towards the last couple of years, he wasn't really the same sub that he started to be that really popped and got him like super known and, and had that vibe that everyone really liked. And like, uh, there's so much more people that need to, to get that vibe. You know what I mean? I need to see that side of him and see what he was pushing for when he was on that, that level. I agree. I agree. There was, uh, I talk about that quite a bit that, you know, this offline sub and the online sub, there's two different, two different cats, man. And the offline sub was a fucking cool ass dude. Much, much, much different than what people saw on Instagram and in the live. So he, he was a good dude, yeah. you know, and that's another thing too about the sub thing, man. I'm glad that there's people like yourself, your music, that are pushing this thing forward and uh, keeping his memory alive, both in music, you know, and interviews like this. You know, your last video, 
All that shit helps, man. He did build the Weed Nerd community, a place for us together. This type of forum, you know what I mean? I've said it before. If Subler alive, you know, I'd still be sitting in his fucking chat. There's no way I'd be doing this. I had more fun sitting on his side, lighting up people and shit's tough. Tough! <laughs> you know, that shit was easy for him. It was more fun being a weed nerd, sitting in chat, talking shit, man. It was, uh, so, you know, and there's, you know, with that being said, there's, I'm not saying any names, but there is some, uh, you know, there's a lot of weekend at Bernie's shit going on. <laughs> you know, with the sub shit. Oh, yeah. And I, I just want you to know that this shit's all pretty transparent. You know what I mean? The real, the real weed nerds know the real weed nerds. You know what I'm saying? I can so no, no, they, they, you know, they're supporting Mendo Dole, bro. They're supporting Mendo Dole. Yep, it's super good to see, and it's uh, it has, it's, it's things like this are bound to happen for sure. Um, but in the midst of certain things that have been happening we did end up trademarking weed nerd nation now so now we own the trademark for the word weed nerd nation blah 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 so now <laughs> according to us who own it we can now say everyone can use weed nerd nation to the fullest and go as hard as you want if you want to print shit up you want to make merchandise whatever the fuck you want to do it's all good yeah that's that's pretty much the logistics of it Everyone's for this was like, you know, super, <clears throat> super lame to see that, you know, what we're trying to do with this album, a tribute album to Subcool to have a Weed Nerd Nation album, you know, which something that was built up for the culture, for the nation of everybody. You know, this is not just for someone to own by themselves and like, oh, I blah, 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 whatever. So now that it's in our hands, looks like, you know, we want to give it to the culture and be like, you know, anyone want to fucking print up some Weed Nerd Nation or do something? You got the good go from us because that's what Sub would have wanted. This was for the culture. We're spreading this around. This is about showing the love and, and you know, building this team of everyone together. So we ain't trying to separate it. We're just trying to expand it. Oh, yeah. I agree. You know, I got to shout out to you guys for fucking being, you know, the music, the music of the Weed Nerd Nation. Like I said, I'm a diehard Weed Nerd. You look at that playlist, man, no doubt. Diehard Weed Nerd for sure. And man, I, I'll never forget, you know, being able to get up in the studio with Subcool and create, you know, the Weed Nerd song and like capture these these epic moments in time, you know, these memories and and make this like build it up like that. It was so dope to create that song and. It's fucked up to see that you can't even watch the, the original video on YouTube now because people that want to be that haterish about it. Yeah, I know. I know. So, ah, onward and upward. We're not stopping. <laughs> you can't stop the weed nerds, man. We're real weed nerds. This is for the nation. So, you know, we got this. This album's about to hit hard. We're about to drop a bomb on it, man. We're uh, We're stoked. This is going to be a big one for everyone to just jam to. We're going to be lighting it up, weed nerd style. I wish we had some songs right now that we could just preview for you guys, but it's coming so soon, and we're going to be blasting a lot of promos and uh, behind-the-trees footage up on our 
Instagram and our, on YouTube coming soon. We're going to have a cool whole behind the trees video of recording the album, the people that were involved in it, what we did to make it happen. It's going to be super badass. That'll be coming out on 420 with the album also. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. <laughs> it's super you know, uh, Florida, man. It's such good times out there. It's so fun. And every time we bring people out there, it's, it's such good energy and like bringing everyone together. We just want to give another shout out to everyone who gave us the opportunity to come out to their garden to set up and record our folks, Turp Hogs, the Skittles crew, you know, Tone and uh, Green Art Fields. Uh, of course, our brother Green Shock. We went out to a couple locations, did some dope stuff. Uh, and Gaio, he came out, rocked with us, the band. Um, Heart Rock Mountain Farm. We got to go out there and, and record the All From A Seed song. That was one of the last singles that we dropped. Such dope energy out there. So cool. It, you could tell, man, that vibe of that song. It was like we we're surrounded in seeds. It was the perfect garden to do it at. It was, it was super cool. So we want to thank them for letting us come out and, and record these songs out there and capture it, capture the moment. We're about to be able to show everybody how it was. The cannabis community is a fucking amazing place. That's, you know, talk about the last thing. What I've learned about the last year through this adventure is, man, the cannabis community is fucking stronger than ever. You know what I mean? Interviewing all these people like yourselves from everywhere down to people like myself, you know, the people that what the that have the, there's a love for this plant that is, it doesn't, it's un, it unrivals anything else that I've yeah, seen in my yeah, life. For sure. It's next level. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's fighting for this thing so hard. And then, and now that everyone's winning too, it makes it even more exciting. There's a lot of different things that come with that. That's whack, but it's still super cool as it moves forward. And, uh, and more and more people, yeah, are smoking weed. It's a crazy amount of people that are waking up. It was, it, you know, I yeah, I love it because I love to he, see that, you know, the older folks are getting in on the board on this shit. I went, as I'm shopping around for things around my town last few, I was, shirts, uh, shopping around, we get talking about cannabis, and he's like, dude, you wouldn't believe the people that come in here want cannabis stuff printed up. He's like, man, he's like, do you realize almost everybody over here, 55 and older, are smokers? <laughs> They've been waiting for this. I'm like, really? He's like, nah, no shit, man. You would fucking, you would be surprised. I'm like, well, that's good news. Tell him, watch my show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's for real, too. That's for real, too. I was like, don't watch my show. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, huge percentage of uh, club sales are going to uh, senior citizens. It's super cool to see that they are hip to the game. Trying all kinds of cool stuff. And I am trying to come up with a damn song. 
Is there any way Mendo Dope could help me out with a 60 second minute and a half dab song? Dab song? Yeah. Probably could. We have a couple that we've done for a couple people. Ah, no, nothing like the live on air fucking. <laughs> not, not, it don't have to be right this second. Unless you want to do something like that. But man, this is my dilemma with the dab song. And I can't, I can't honestly think anybody better than one of my, my one of my favorite cannabis artists. It'd be an honor. Oh, another a cheap, <laughs> cheap little you know, nudge. Uh, but true, very true. You know, everybody likes to dab. And, you know, when I first started this thing, <clears throat> I used to use, uh, it was uh, Intermission by The Offspring, which was uh, basically... They just—it was sounded just like that song you heard at the drive-in or something, man. And they were just like fucking ah, there was like a fucking stretching noises and shit and fucking. It was funny, but we used that for the dab song, and then that shit got copywritten like a crazy <laughs> offspring, you know. And I'm like, really, really offspring, you know what I mean? Man? But it is what it is. You know, I understand it. You made it. You put it out there. You deserve your money. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So I found, I looked, and I found that the initial, dun, 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 the, what they were using for the backdrop was T for Two. Okay. Yeah. The song T for Two. So I, I started using just the T for Two as the dab song, thinking, you know, it's just an instrumental they ain't going to be able to really distinguish it too much from me playing this or, you know, anybody else. And you know what happened? Some nights it'll play, and some nights the offspring will claim that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a, there can be... <laughs> so it's a random 50-50 and if I can ever play the dance song. So, like, say right now, I wanted to fucking just say, hey, boys, you want to fucking take a dab and fucking, you know, throw on the dab song while fucking people torch up and get ready for that dab. You know what I mean? Kind of hide the, you know what I mean? Of the torches and shit, a little something. I can't do it because, like, say if I were to do it right now, then my fucking Mendo Dope episodes. Smackdown or limited between work stupid copyright, you know what I mean? Yeah, so there's something that we could sneak in by Mendo Dope somehow, man. Yeah, you gotta do it. I would be, we're gonna have to create (laughs) some original track, yeah, to get to that you can have free play with, (laughs) and I have no worries. Dude, that would be fucking stellar. I would fucking burn that shit up. I would burn that shit off, man. It got to the point where we played the dab song so much here on the show that people were honestly saying, you know, I'm fucking humming that shit like in the grocery store and shit. Just (laughs) (laughs) they had a craving just for the dab song. That's much less than that. 
Yeah, that, if if you guys have been, that would be fucking. Oh my gosh, that would be epic, epic for this community. We'll keep that. We would we'll fucking idea yeah. in our mind. Yeah, we'll talk more about it. Yeah, figure out exactly what's going on. Yeah, we'll we'll figure out some ideas together. Start. and then we'll get in the studio and start playing with some stuff. I mean, with you doing this many episodes a year, it's worth. That's. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's funny that, you know, I have, I am at year two at this point. I have more invigorated with this project today as it's like, you know, more than day one, to be honest with you. The energy I have for this project is greater than day one right now. When I started this in the beginning, it was like, you know, cool, maybe want to be, you know, it might happen, it might not happen kind of attitude you know hopeful hopeful but not all in you know what i mean yeah but this year man i'm fucking all in i'm all in i still see the dream just as you know clear as can be and that's why i got respect for cats like yourselves man you know it takes a lot to fucking put yourself out there you know what i mean be an artist spend some time put shit together this is you know something i've worked hard on and then present it you know this is my dream this is my cd oh this is this is my dream right here on this fucking cd you know what i mean and you know the ups and downs can be super tough man so i got tons of respect for you get people like yourselves that fucking say hey i'm gonna fucking do this i want to do this you know, because that's the thing, man. Not everybody, when you start out to do something, especially I can see it in a rap realm being super tough. You know what I mean? Rap and cannabis, super fucking tough. You're going to rap? You're going to rap about what? <laughs> and, and not to be like racial about it, but if white boys, you know what? You white boys gonna rap, and you're gonna be about cannabis. You know, I can see somebody be on the like, ah, you know. But that's the thing, man. No, that's why I'm giving you guys props, man. You can't let other people. When you see your fucking dream, there's gonna be people close to you, loved ones that say you can't do it. But only you see the fucking dream, and only you know your potential. You know what I mean? how far your dream's gonna actually carry you so man shout out to you and everybody else that fucking see that dream and fucking chase it make it fucking actual realization you see it come through many fucking albums you know that's fucking awesome man that shit inspires the shit out of me it really does man it fucking makes me think fucking i can make all my shit pop off too so it's fucking awesome what you guys do yeah we appreciate that, brother. We are the same way with other people. We get super inspired and are just like amazed on the, the the hard work and push that that people can do and what they can do when they really put their mind to it and what you can do kind of by yourself too and independently. And it's really cool to keep that spreading. Fuck yeah! So and then I see that guy in you too, man. You guys still killing it, still killing it after all these years, man. And it just wasn't a one and done. You guys are still killing it, man. I appreciate fucking 
hard work. That's what I'm saying, man. Hard work. Not just fucking in music. You guys are fucking killing it in the gardens, putting out that DVDs and shit. That's a level of fucking dedication that, you know, it's hard. You can't measure that shit. You know what I mean? That's fucking you going out there, wanting to do it and fucking just hoping, you know, fucking people are going to help follow your dream and fucking. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Keep the fire rolling, boys. Keep that fire burning. Yeah, once you get going, you can't stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for keeping it keeping it blazing hot for sure. And with everyone, you know, all your everyone's support out there keeps us going. It, you know, we get it's shocking to see the amount of love that we get like from all over the place, around the world, how far we've been able to reach through the music and everything. And it's such a trip and it keeps us going. We got we got a lot more coming for everybody. Hope so, boys. I hope so. <laughs> Still 141, man. I can't believe you crushed it. Help me crush it tonight on this Friday night, man. And again, thanks, man. I have tons of respect now. That's what. That's the way it should be done. You know what I mean? Everybody should reach back. Go. That's another, you know, Kevin Droger is another cool ass guy that I like that has not, not, you know, reach back. Hey, man, I've never even heard of this guy. Never even heard of this cat. I think I'm going to fucking take five minutes and fucking, you know, help fucking help him build his shit. And man, you helped me. He fucking had amazing Friday night tonight. Again, like I said, fucking third time. Amazing fucking Amazing experience, man. Kicking off the new year properly. Oh, yeah. So we're getting close to your, uh, I think, is it 10 o'clock? Are we getting close to your 10 o'clock, Mark? I'm fucking high as shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're over. (laughs) Feeling nice and toasted, that's for sure. And steady. Instead of keeping them smoking with you guys. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully you guys will be able to find some time and uh, come back and uh, hang out again soon. Yeah, we'll do the uh, first one. I, sure. We'll pop in on you. Definitely. We'll, we'll make some time for this one. That would be completely awesome, man. Completely awesome. What day is it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that... That helps build that episode already. That's a, already a teaser that I can throw out. <laughs> yep. Mando Dope. Gonna be talking shit with Eagle on 420. <laughs> well, you guys are completely awesome. You know, shout out to you guys again for dropping that fucking DVD, for showing guys like myself. You know, how to step outdoors organically with, you know, the video manual. Uh, and again, I got to appreciate the video manual because there's no harm in actual watching. <laughs> Sitting down, smoking and watching a little how-to and then maybe even playing the how-to while you're outside doing it, man. Because sometimes watching and learning is a lot better. I like, I listen to a lot of audio, but man. I like to smoke and watch shit and watch to see how it's done, how it's done right. 
We boys kill it year after year. You've kind of, for especially the people in the weed nerd community, as far as outdoors, man, they always think of the fucking planter of the trees, Mendo Dope, man, the shit that fucking. <laughs> you guys are growing out there, man. It's pretty nuts. It's only a couple of years away from having the 10 years of gardens being filmed. Yep, it's pretty crazy. But we always try to make sure we just have fun in the garden and the, like the way that we try to put put the videos together, it makes it cool to watch it. So it's, you know, it's not just super boring, just sitting there waiting for it to be over. We kind of make it where it just, it goes by fast. You want to watch more and we put a lot of info into it. You guys are going to enjoy it. And uh, now that the hard copies are here, they are on the way. So here we yes. go. No-till revolutions time. Is there any like uh, like audio fun that they made? Is there like any fun tracks in the in the yeah. grow video? There is actually. There's a couple of the brand new songs. Yeah, there's a nice amount of. Them. Um, there's gonna be the soundtrack for the DVD also that will come out a couple like in a month or so. Um, but yeah, there's a it's laced with some of the new ones from season four. Oh, nice. So people that get the DVD coming now, they're going to get a, a, a little extra early preview of some of the new songs. That's the reason to snatch it up on itself, in my opinion. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you know, again, thank you guys for coming on. Thank you guys for dropping your knowledge and fucking thanks again for fucking Weed Nerd Nation too, man. Yeah, again, you could come. This ain't no bullshit. I wish that you could, you know, it's right now. If you were to look at my favorites, my garden list, again, there's no way to lie because you could do it right now. You could do it right now and call my bluff. But Legends, Legends has been since released, top of my favorites list. Nice. And again, you guys are fucking laced through my garden playlist. So, you know. Mendo Dope is definitely keeping my, my girls a popping over here. So keep up doing what you guys are doing. I hope to snatch up your guys' uh, outdoor video. And, you know, thank you for coming on and helping me fucking kill a Friday night with one amazing episode. So thanks, guys. No problem, man. We are stoked to come on and. Uh, congratulations on the full year and then coming up on this new one it's just gonna get better and better just keep on pushing at it we're here with you the culture's got your back so the weed nerd nation well i of course i'm not gonna let you off that easy i'm gonna again want that sound bite <laughs> oh, no. the sound bite huh which one is it this time <laughs> We are 356 this time around. 356. I'm ready in time you guys are. All right, 356. Are you ready? Go. <laughs> what up, y'all? You're sitting here talking shit with Eagle and Mendo Dope on episode 356. And I kind of got lost of what else I was going to do. <laughs> What was I supposed to say on it all exactly? Oh, just basically, uh, this is Mendo Dope. We're on fucking talking shit with Eagle, episode 356. 
anything else before and after that is all your words, not mine, and welcome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What up, y'all? This is Mendo Dope. We're fucking talking shit with Eagle. Episode 356, representing the cannabis culture and the weed nerd nation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thank you, guys. Before you guys go, you want to let everybody know one last time. And by the way, they've been, uh, man, great people. GMO and Chad, amongst many of my other great mods, have been dropping your links all night long in chat. But those that haven't been paying attention to chat, you want to tell them in for future reference where they can find the DVD and your fucking awesome uh, CDs. Yes, sir. You can come catch our... All the CDs, DVDs, merchandise is at MendoDopeMusic.com. You can also check out MendoDopeFarms.com. It's got some of that merchandise as well, and also store locators to find where some of our flowers are for the people that are around Cali. And you can find us Instagram, MendoDopeBoys, right here on YouTube, MendoDope. We'll be kicking off Green Dope Project Season 4 soon, so get ready. We're stoked. The Weed Nerd Nation. Much love, everyone, and uh, we'll be dropping the album 420. 420. We'll see you there. Rush album. Streaming on everywhere. Hell yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much again for taking time out for this community and taking time out to fucking film your shit and write those music, those awesome tunes. Thank you for everything you guys do. I hope to see you guys real soon in person at one of these events. And have a great night, guys. Oh, yeah. Thank you, brother. Yes, thank you. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Catch y'all soon. Thank you. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. 356 with Mendo Dope. Awesome. Another fucking amazing episode. Uh, Give me a little bit here, and I'll fire up the wormhole. By the way, guys, don't forget, if you haven't figured it out, this ep- this invitation that I, you've had three in a row now, amazingly, three in a row, <laughs> is the same same Zoom numbers. So if you ever, like, pop on, you see a wormhole, Monday nights is always a wormhole. Starts off at 2 my time. I think that's 10 your time. So fucking... Um, you're always welcome to pop on anytime to hang out, smoke or whatever. I just want to make that known again, same numbers anytime. But uh, again, give me a little time to stretch guys. And I will be firing up the wormhole tonight at, at two o'clock. And uh, so hopefully I'll see all you guys returning then again. Thank you for Mendo dope. You guys know the routine, do something nice for somebody Random acts of kindness do save lives. Thanks, you guys, for tuning in. I'll see you in the wormhole. Thank you, Mendo Dope. Have a fucking amazing night, man. Thank you for fucking talking shit. (laughs) Have a good 